This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money and a bank won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you can need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello everyone and welcome to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Mastrana and today we're here with Wendy Montero of Mortgage Equity Partners. How's it going? going well thank you absolutely so tell me about yourself so I am a licensed loan officer with MEP I'm licensed in uh, Maine New Hampshire and Massachusetts mm-hmm. I've been a loan officer a licensed loan officer since the end of 2013 so this is coming up on my sixth year it's hard mm-hmm. to believe that I've been doing this for that long yeah my background is in corporate finance and I um, I managed a lot of money, millions and millions of dollars in corporate finance. And I got to the point where I couldn't handle the corporate environment anymore and commuting an hour and a half one way uh, back and forth to work and, and having the demands of constantly having to um, be at the beck and call of the owner of the company because I managed all of his money. And it was a lot of money. Yeah. And, um, Millions and millions of dollars. And so after leaving that job, a friend of mine stopped by and he said, Well, Wendy, you should really consider getting your mortgage license. My mom's had her mortgage company now for 25 years and you'd be so good at it. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. It's like the end of May. I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to take the summer off. I'm going to spend some time with my kids. Yeah. And he texted me and he goes, Well, you just got to take this class. It's 20 hours. And I texted him back a picture of my lounge chair next to the pool. Yeah. I said, well, that's great, but this is what I'm doing now. And I didn't really pay much attention to it. Then the next thing I know is mom calls me, and she goes, well, yeah, it's a go. Just take the class. You only need a 75 to pass. So I said, I'll just give it a try. Yeah. So I took the class. I studied for the test. And I studied for, after taking the class, I studied for a, a couple weeks. Yeah. I took the exam the nationwide mortgage license license exam which is a pretty tough test yeah i got a 90 on my first try nice i was like wow okay <laughs> maybe this is exactly what i'm supposed to be doing yeah and uh once i got onboarded with his mom she i went through all of the licensing requirements because once you pass the test it doesn't mean that you're you're licensed. Mm. You have to go through a thorough background investigation. You have to submit fingerprints. They have to evaluate your credit status. Yeah. Um, it's an extensive process to be able to originate mortgages now that the, yeah. all the laws have changed. Yeah. Um, so once I had satisfied all those conditions, she got diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Mm. So all of my plans with her had fallen by the wayside because yeah. she had to fight for her health and her life, which yeah. she was able to survive from. Mm-hmm. But because she had to take such a step back yeah. and, and our plans didn't come to fruition, understandably so, I had to find um, a way to build my business on my own and grow my business by myself without her um, taking me under her wing to show me how she had done her business. Yeah. So, um, which was good because I really found my way. I figured it out on my own. I um, just started networking like crazy. Um, one of the reasons why I took this job was for the reason so that I could work from home and I could be available to my kids and I didn't have to punch a clock and I would have my my schedule would be my own 
that I would, if I needed to step away and take my kids to the doctor, go to a field trip, anything that had to do with my children, I would be available to them even though I'm still working. Um, that was the, the number one draw for making me want to be a loan officer. Yeah. And knowing that my kids were on that, on just getting to the age where they were going to be teenagers and they were going to have more needs and need me to be around a little bit more. It just fit the need at the time. And I, I, I've ended up doing really well so far. Yeah. It's a heavily regulated environment. Yes, it is. It is not easy to get a mortgage. It is not an easy task at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, was, I, was, I like how your story kind of like strong-armed you into it. <laughs> I, I just find that amusing. And first it's like, yeah, and they kind of forced you. And I like that. It's funny. It, well, it, it's one of those things, Chris, that, you know, you're presented with an opportunity and yeah. that you're not thinking of. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you step into your purpose and then you find yourself in it. And then you find that you're really good at it and you really enjoy what you do. Yeah. And then I, I enjoy helping people um, buy their first home more. That to me is so much more rewarding than balancing $20 million in a 401k plan. Yeah. <laughs> I would much rather get the reward of helping a family buy their first home that has a couple of kids than they're renting a, a, a tiny little two-bedroom apartment that has roaches and that and their kids can't go outside to play. Yeah. And and now they, the kids have their own backyard and, and their own bedrooms, and that to me is so much more rewarding. And that's what makes me good at what I do. Yeah. And that that's what makes me get up every day and want to do better and want to do more and help people. Yeah, instead of helping one man, I'm helping multiple. Yeah. families yeah. which is so much more rewarding yeah <laughs> definitely so i like the the flexibility it seems of what you do as yep. you said you took the position so that you could spend time with your family do all that type of stuff mm -hmm. right um which is why i love professional jobs yeah <laughs> you can kind of do what you want but you're not like you said you're not in a corporate setting where you literally give all your time yeah. to the person because you have access to all this money <laughs> Yeah, I was that's, chained to a desk. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge like. It must almost seem like night and day move. It was. Yeah. It was because it was. I, I was definitely chained to a desk. Mm -hmm. And originally, when I took the job to go work for him, um, I walked into a landmine, and I did not know what I was walking into. And and I said to my husband after the fact, "How do you ask these questions in an interview?" So you're prepared for what you're walking into. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, um, I interviewed with this guy to manage his business the day after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I should have known the day um, at 9 a.m., the day after Thanksgiving, and I'm driving there, and there's not a soul on the road. And I'm saying to myself, why is it today of all days? Like, everybody's off today. Yeah. And that was just a question that I had. So I walk into the building. There's only one car in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And it's a big office building. And I, I go upstairs, and it's him and another woman that are there, and they mm -hmm. inter they interview me. And I started, I, I got the job, and, but they wanted me to start after January 1st. Okay, great. So the day that I walk in, and for the interview, I found out that he had been married to his wife for 25 years. Mm -hmm. She had been married to her husband for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. They had been having an affair for three years. Their spouses had found out about the affair. And the, the, the gentleman's wife was doing my job, and they were going home at Christmas time to break up with their spouses 
over Christmas. Yeah. And so I walked in to them both just leaving their spouses and handing me all the stuff. Yeah. That his wife did. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, that's like... How do you how do you prepare? How What questions do you ask in an interview that you know you're not walking, walking into, into that? that? Because if you knew you were walking into that, would you want to walk into that? Yeah. I'm sure some people would, but it's not my style. Like, Yeah. yeah. I felt blindsided. Like, yeah. And and um, what was most blindsided was the wife had the company audited because she was with him while he built that business, mm-hmm. and I walked into that audit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's gonna be miserable yeah. and painful. And yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah. I I definitely agree. Leaving that <laughs> and going to what you're doing is A probably feels times, awful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Oh, I like it. So let's talk about what you do now. Um, a lot of people probably don't know what a loan officer is. So I help people uh, obtain financing to buy a house. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I try to take a very complicated process and make it as simple as I possibly can make it for for people. Um, As I mentioned, this is a heavily regulated environment. It it can be um, a very document tedious transaction. And when I tell people, okay, we need a paper trail something, they don't quite understand the level of paper trial that's required. Yeah. And it's almost to the point where it's invasive. Mm-hmm. So I try to make that task as easy and simple to understand for my clients so that the, I'm not going back to them a thousand times with these silly requests. Well, I need a copy of the check, the statement, all that. Yeah. Um, but for, for the most part, um, I, I've had some clients, it's taken me three years to get them qualified. Yeah. And and that's the first time home buyer. And to be honest, 95% of the people that are trying to buy a house have never bought a house. Yeah. They don't have the 800 credit scores. They don't have the $100,000 a year jobs. They're first time home buyers. They're embarrassed to get the process started. They're embarrassed that their credit is not perfect. They're embarrassed that they don't make enough money. They're embarrassed for their situation. And I, I just try to guide them through the process with no embarrassment at all. Yeah. Everybody has to start somewhere. And buying a house is not an impulse buy. It's a carefully laid out strategic event. And it doesn't happen overnight. And um, I tell everyone, you're not buying a suit. You can't rush into this and, and go buy that house because you think it's going to be right. And then decide the day that you move in, well, I don't like this after all. It's you can't do that. Yeah. You definitely cannot do that. Yeah, you, need you need to be to sure. <laughs> you need to be sure, and you you need to be guided throughout the transaction every single step of the way. It's a complicated task. Yeah. Now, yeah. as a result of my patience, my perseverance, my ability to talk to all kinds of people from all walks of life, as a result of that, I've helped hundreds of homeowners become first-time homeowners, and and get out of those you know little tiny apartments that they're living in with bugs and where their kids can't go play outside. I've helped so many people. And my clients come in as clients and they leave as friends. Yeah. And by that time, by the time we close on their home, they're part of my life because I've been so part of theirs for so long. And they know what my kids are doing. I know what their kids are doing. It, yeah, it's just how it is. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> 
when you really get to help people, it's good. It's so much more, it's so rewarding, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And the American dream is to buy a home, invest in yourself, provide a, a foundation for your family, stability for your family. And now, because the environment has changed so much, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not pretty enough. cool. Yeah. So let's see. So we've gone over most of the big stuff as far mm -hmm. as loaning and stuff goes. Anything you wanted to cover? Um. Well, I don't want to speak too much about like what we offer that's different. Yeah. Um. I think my differentiating factor is myself. Yeah. You know, uh, mortgage companies where you know we we can all say that we do this, we do that. We also the Fannie and Freddie. We all we all have these great loan programs. We all have that. Um. I just had an occasion yesterday where I have a seller who's been trying to sell her house for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And she has an offer on her house, but the people that are make the offer, they waived their home inspection. It's it's a big house. It's mm -hmm. like a $500,000 house. Yeah. It's old. She's suspicious that they waived the home inspection. And then um, they needed an extension to sign the purchase and sale agreement. In Massachusetts, you go to offer to purchase first and then to the purchase and sale. So she was suspicious by that. Meanwhile, the realtor, she's gone through four realtors. She's on her fourth realtor to sell her house. Mm -hmm. And she's paying for a house, $4,000 a month for a house that she's not living in anymore. Yeah. And she's been paying for this for a year and a half at this point. So the realtor from our office has somebody else in her office that has a buyer that wants to see her house. And they want to put in a backup offer. So she calls me and she goes, <clears throat> something doesn't feel right, Wendy. Can you take a look at this? Well, all right, send me the offer and send me the pre-qualification or the pre-approval letter. I get the pre-approval letter and it's $500,000 for FHA financing. Mm -hmm. But FHA financing has a loan limit yeah. and it's not $500,000. So I do my digging, I do my research and I tell her, your house for FHA family financing only qualifies for a loan amount of 327000 Yeah. I don't know why this person, the other loan officer, would issue the pre-approval for your home knowing that that's the loan limit. They don't, yeah. that, it doesn't, it, it's all wrong. It doesn't, it's never going to go for FHA with that. Yeah. And then she ended up pushing back on her realtor and said, I want, if that buyer wants to put in an offer, I want them to talk to Wendy. Wendy will give it to him straight. She'll know what she'll know what's going on. I talked to the buyer. The buyer ended up calling me. I talked to them, and I I asked her. I said, "Where do you want your monthly payment to be?" Well, I'm paying seventeen hundred a month right now. We don't want any more than two thousand dollars a month. I said, "If you're buying a five hundred thousand dollar house, your payment's going to be closer to four thousand yeah. a month." Did your loan officer take the time? to explain all this to you? Did she explain any of that to you? She had no idea. She had no idea. Yeah. I said, did your loan officer go over your credit report with you? Did she talk to you about your credit report? Did she talk to you about your credit scores? Did she talk to you about the negative derogatory marks that are on your credit report? She said, what derogatory marks? Well, there's a collection, there's two collections and a charge off. Mm -hmm. She said, I had no idea. No one's calling me. No one's telling me. How come I don't know that these are there? How come she didn't tell me? 
my payment was going to be $4,000 a month. Yeah. The bottom line is she never should have even walked in that door. Yeah. She never should have done it. So here we have the seller that's been trying to sell her house for a year and a half. She's on her fourth realtor. She's done. She's fed up. She's up to her throat. We have this buyer that wants to come in that's having a realtor run them around, wasting his time. That realtor never even should have left his house to take these people to her house. Yeah. If they ended up, if she ended up accepting that offer, that whole thing would have blown up in the middle. Nobody would have gotten paid. And yeah. She wouldn't have sold her house because somebody didn't take the time to peel back all the layers and make sure they were fully prepared to buy a house at all. She's a first-time home buyer. A first-time home buyer does not buy a $500,000 house. I've never had it happen. Yeah. Unless they stepped in some kind of inheritance or something where they have a ton of money to spend. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. That, that can happen, and it yeah. happens all the time. It mirror. I used to sell cars. Yeah. Um, so it mirrors a lot of car sales I've seen. Yeah. Where they're like, you can't afford that house. I'm like, well, we want that house, but we want like the low payment. Like, basic math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basic, basic math. Yeah. Like, what would that be over 30 years, like for 12 payments a year? Yeah. And they're like, well, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that works. And I'm like, interest. And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and did no one talk to you? And mortgage insurance. Yeah. And, and um, <laughs> I, I always start with, where do you want your monthly payment to be? Yeah. And, and then work backwards from there. Yeah. Because... It's and you just hit the nail on the head. It's easy to walk into the car dealership and see that gorgeous, shiny new car yeah. that you want to drive every day. It's easy to convince yourself that you can afford that. Just yeah. as easy as it is to walk into a house that's five hundred thousand and see your family raising your family there. That's easy to convince yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to make those payments. Yeah, and it's not about setting up setting somebody up. For financial failure, yeah. when you can't feed your kids because yeah. you have your house poor, you can't go grocery shopping. Never mind anything else. When your your property taxes and your homeowners insurance yeah. are a thousand dollars a month, not including the principal and interest. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I totally feel you. <laughs> so um, for anyone who wants to learn a little more about you, maybe talk to you, how they get a hold of you. I can be reached at 978-729-4903, and you can hit me up on social media. My name is Wendy Montero. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everything, Twitter. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been You're fun. Welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, definitely reach out if you have questions about mortgages, and everyone have a great day.